Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Pete Sweeney. 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 Normally we talk to our guy Pete Sweeney on a Friday, but... Station has decided to give us all the entire day off. So instead, we will talk to Pete on a Thursday. Our Chiefs insider, editor-in-chief over at Arrowhead Pride. And apparently, I'm not invited to family dinner, Pete. What's up? What's going on? Why can't I come? What do you mean? What's, what, are you, what are you talking about? Binkley says you guys are going out to eat with the Sweeney's, and I don't remember uh, getting an invitation. Right, yeah. Uh, Jay and uh, my dad have their own text going, right? so I don't have any say in these plans anymore. I've, I've completely lost control of these two. Wow, yeah. they're just—they're such good friends now, Pete. That you don't even—you just—you're the tag along. I'm not even in the—the the, used to be like a, a three-way group. Now it's a, just a direct text between these two lunatics. So that's—that's the—that's the—the—the hand that I've been given, Cody. So you can ask Vic if you can come to the family dinner. He has probably a bigger say than I do at this point. Wow! Wow! Okay, Pete. Well, that's good to know. And we can certainly talk some Chiefs here before we talk more Sweeney family stuff, I suppose. But look, I. You and I have been accused of seeking out for the positive signs for the Chiefs offense. But look, I, I think some of it is somewhat truthful. We all get tired of Andy Reid saying, it's getting better. I promise. I swear. But over the last month, the two areas in which I think that are better are they're moving the ball more efficiently up and down the field. And I think they've been better on third down overall and more efficient in those third and longs, especially against New England. Are those signs to you that, you know, it's a turnover or a red zone problem left to, you know, to have this offense back to respectability? Yeah, I think last game was just a turnover. Uh, and I, you know, I know, I know what you mean when it comes to like being unpopular for being positive. Uh, you know, I just think the expectations right now on a year to year basis are, are completely unrealistic. Uh, in a few games, I, I tend to think the Chiefs will be the two seed right now. They're the three. Uh, they're about to clinch the division with three games to go, and the sky is still falling. <laughs> I just don't, yeah. uh, not never, I, I never going to be something that I understand. But I, you know, just specifically as far as the offense goes, like I look at last game, and that game was only close because of that awful turnover by the fault of Kadarius Tony. And even earlier in the game, uh, the Chiefs were rolling, and it seemed like Blake Bell really didn't attack the ball, come to the ball, and that was a turnover as well. Uh, we put a, an article up on. Uh, on our site this morning, I know you guys have probably discussed it already, but just the balls being deflated, or that would have been three extra points uh, in that game. <laughs> so I think the offense is coming uh, along. I, you know, I really do. I, it's been gradual. Uh, at times, it's been painful. Uh, but, you know, you look up, and you're getting Isaiah Pacheco back this week. I've called him one of the top five running backs in the game. Uh, Rajee Rice is playing like one of the best wide receivers in the game these past four weeks. He's really come along. Still have Travis Kelsey on this team, and now suddenly you have upside that you're seeing from Noah Gray and upside that you're seeing from Clyde Edwards-Alaire to go along with Jarek McKinnon. And I, 
seems like Justin Watson's been ultra reliable. They're going to give Richie James some, some more time. And so, sure. Uh, am I willing to admit that uh, it can be better? Yeah. Uh, am I believing that Brett Veach will go aggressive weapon wise in the off season? I, I do, but I, will tell you the same thing that I've been saying since week one, and I've been somewhat killed for is like, I think they have enough to win a championship. Uh, and so uh, the annoying Aaron, as the annoying Aaron Rodgers said a few years ago, R E L A X. Uh, I don't, I think that this team has enough. Um, we'll see what they can do in the playoffs. Isn't it kind of wild Pete that Patrick Mahomes still leads all NFL quarterbacks in total yardage <laughs> after all that rushing and passing combined. No one has more yards than he does. Yeah, I, I've said this, uh, you know, and I try to be careful because I'm not trying to be a troll here, but, it, you know, I, I, I feel like if, if you just looked at your text line, if you looked at my comments on the site, if you looked at tweets back at me, if you looked at, um, you know, uh, some of these influencers who never talk to the team, it would be like this is the worst team in the NFL. Um, but uh, as it turns out, it's still a pretty good team. I just think these first five, six years of the Mahomes era has set uh, unrealistic expectations of it being by and far the best team every year. There are going to be like years like that. There were years before like that. Uh, but uh, again, uh, there are going to be years where it's going to take a little bit more. Uh, it's going to take some things breaking your way uh, during this whole thing for you to reach the promised land, so to speak. And I just think it's one of those years. We'll see what they can do in the postseason. Uh, they're a little bit closer to the pack uh, than they've been, I think, in, in previous years. So they're going to have to play well. Uh, but still, this is one of the teams that can win the AFC. The Ravens right now, to me, are the team to beat. But the Chiefs are not that far off. And I, I by the time you would get to that game, because, again, I think it's going to be one Ravens, two Chiefs, maybe we're feeling completely different about uh, that matchup into, into how close it is. Maybe it's even an advantage for the Chiefs. Well, they are third in the NFL in passing at 255 yards a game, which is crazy. It shows you how good Mahomes has been this year. But you did mention Richie James. And he's sending him back on punt returns. He's catching the football. Guys in front of him. That goes big way. He had 57 catches last year. Do you still think the trust is there for Tony? Because you know Reed likes to trust players and continue, but can you keep doing it without throwing Richie James in there for more snaps? He he seemed uh, a little surprised. He only had two snaps last week on offense. It really seemed like Andy wanted to get him more time this week. Yeah, this was a, a, a conversation that we had on the, the Monday press. Uh, Jay, I know you listen to, to all the press conferences at least three times, so you've heard it now three <laughs> times. Uh where, uh, you know, we, we asked uh, about, I asked about Kadarius Tony and the opportunities, and, and as is the Andy Reid especially, you know, he didn't really want to go into details there. That usually tells you, like, yeah, they're thinking about maybe changing the roles up. Um, and I think that all isolated is one thing, but then when you compare it with what he was saying about Richie James, where another reporter asked, well, what about James? And he's just like, we have to get him on the field more. And you look at these last three games, James has had 17 offensive snaps, three catches for 33 yards. That yardage is more than it was for Sky Moore. Um, again, you know, while he was still playing, I know he's on IR now, and that yardage is more than Tony had in, in that span. So the, the writing is on the wall. These Chiefs uh, offensive coaches are always like, look, uh, you know, when we're asking like, about players like a Richie James, like a Justin Ross, you know, Matt Nagy will say, well, in the limited opportunities, they need to take advantage of those snaps. James has done that. And so while you have the player that is in the starting snaps making all these mistakes, uh, James has really taken advantage of the limited opportunities, open enough so Patrick Mahomes has noticed him. There's no way in, on some of these catches James was the first read. And so uh, I just tend to think you're going to see more time from him probably somewhere 
uh, in that range of the 20 to 30 snaps that maybe we've seen from Kadarius Tony and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yeah. Pete, over the last few weeks, I would say borderline a month, Justin Reed has really slipped in his play. I feel like before that last season, he was better at this time of year. I thought in the early part of the season, he was having a good start to his year. What do you think it is with him? Is it because he went down in the field a few weeks ago and he's just still ticky-tack injury stuff, or is he just playing worse football? Yeah, it could be a little bit of both. I mean, everyone's getting older, uh, right? And so, um, you know, you know, you don't know what's going on. I and mean, we also, we only hear about the severe injuries, kind of to your point. Uh, could be nagging, nagging things all year. You don't know how serious uh, certain things are. Uh, I think he's at a disadvantage now that his partner in crime, uh, Brian sure. Cook, is on injured reserve. Uh, you know, that's a lot of, um, that's a big drop, maybe bigger than we're talking about to compensate for uh, in that in that point. Um, but look, uh, Justin Reed remains confident, as you've seen on social media, sure. and you could kind of tell from um, his uh, the, the, his manner and the way he he kind of communicates. And and I tend to think he'll get it right uh, by the time uh, the postseason begins. He's a he's a big time player, and he's got you know I mentioned the deficiency right now when it comes to the free. Uh, he's got really nice cornerback tandem to work with, and so and I, I I think you know and and I hate to say this, but the the uh, and, and reiterate, but I just think the theme this year is like the Chiefs don't have to be great to win a Super Bowl; they just have to be good enough. And so if Justin Reed can get back to a point of good enough and away a little bit more away from you know at times what has been a liability, I think you'll feel okay about uh, a potential run here. I kind of feel I, I absolutely understand what you're saying, especially based on this AFC, which I've called pretty mediocre. And I think that that's probably the case. Nobody's a standout team. Will you feel differently if the Ravens beat the 49ers? Will we all treat them as a different level of opponent if they win this weekend or I guess Monday night? Yeah, I, I, I think they have a good chance to win. Um, you know, I really do. I feel, you know, I've, I've, I watched the, the last Ravens game and I was really just impressed with the way that Lamar Jackson uh, is playing. Uh, I know that maybe the stats aren't, you know, particularly there, and I've and I've seen the arguments for everything. I've seen the arguments for CMC and and Purdy, and uh, you know, obviously Tyree Kill as, as the MVP. Um, you know, but you look at all those teams, and and you look at the player that has the most to do with their, their success. And you know, you talk about value. I, I just think the Ravens wouldn't be the Ravens right now, and they wouldn't be two two games ahead of the Chiefs, a game ahead of the conference, if it wasn't for the play of Lamar. Now, this is this is going to be a a, a test. Uh, you know, can he do it against clearly the the best team in the NFC? This is a, a must-watch game uh, on Christmas evening, and uh, I I think it'll raise them a little bit. But I, I have a lot of respect for the Ravens right now. You know, I I put them right now at you know at the top of the conference, deservedly so. They're playing the best at the right time. I think the Chiefs are actually right there. Probably feel like that a little bit more um, than other other people. Uh, but uh, I think in the eyes of the national audience, um, they will suddenly become not the team to beat in the AFC, but the team to, to beat, period. And that's kind of how the, the perspective would shift, I would believe. Pete, one of your tweets that uh, caused a lot of traction yesterday, the Chiefs' uh, eight conference titles uh, going back to 2015. The Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders each had 15. Obviously, they're all tied at 15 right now. The Chiefs win Christmas Day. They'll have 16 AFC West championships, which is the most ever. Be their eighth straight, passing the Rams from the uh, 70s, and only the Patriots stay in their way with 11 straight division titles. How crazy is this when you think about, you know, the NFC East has 18 straight different division winners in the last 18 years. To win for eight straight years, do we take that for granted winning the division? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big time. I mean, it's, it's hard to do. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, I think I, I like that stat a lot uh, because uh, it, it, it has uh, as much to do with Andy Reid as it does Patrick Mahomes. I think a lot of people see the Chiefs' success and they, they go, well, yeah, well, yeah, you guys have Patrick Mahomes. Well, he went 10th. He didn't go first overall. Anyone could have had Patrick Mahomes. So the organiza- organization deserves credit for uh, figuring uh, out how to get him in the building. But even before that, uh, just to do it with Alex Smith uh, for all those years. Alex Smith, you know, he was an, a, a, a good quarterback. I, you know, I would say, if we're being fair about it, slightly above average. Andy Reid really built his team around uh, bringing someone in like that. He righted the ship, uh, and they were able to, to build on it, it from there. And I just think there, there was a, a, a time when uh, Clark Hunt and, and the Hunt family, they, they looked towards teams like the Steelers and the Packers and like the New York Giants of, you know, that's, that's the organization that we want to be. You know, we want to have uh, championship caliber teams once in a while here. We want to be able to make a run. We want to have sustained success, be in the playoffs. Uh, they got it wrong the first time, as we all know. Yeah. Uh, but then they got it right. Uh, they, they got it right with, with Andy Reid and bringing in John Dorsey and then by extension grooming uh, Brett Beach to take that role. Uh, Alex really helped turn it around. And then Patrick was able to kind of push you to – you know, where you're able to win two Super Bowl championships. And so just something to remember. Uh, I think as, as the Chiefs are on the cusp of having the most AFC West division titles in history is eight years ago, they were, uh, they had half the amount. And, um, you know, as we're complaining about wide receiver two, it's important to remember that you're in the glory days, like in that, that saying, uh, you know, the, the, you're the good old days, you're, you know, you're living the good old days right now of uh, the Chiefs organization. Pete, we appreciate the time as always. All I ask is that later when you talk to Patrick Mahomes, I want to find out because it goes to charity whether or not his fine is tax deductible. Will you find that out for me? You know what I'm going to do is not ask that question, <laughs> um, but I will I will recommend it to somebody else. Maybe I, maybe by proxy we can get that done. For you. Hey, one more thing: else. Are you going to watch the RoofClaim.com Booker Ton Bowl with your Syracuse Orangeman, soon to be Kyle McCord, a quarterback? Yeah, I'll be watching it with you. Right. Uh, hopefully they they can put it on for me in Mission over there. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping so. I bet you can. Thanks, Pete. Talk to you later. Bye. It's That's our NFL insider, our Chiefs insider, everything across the board. Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief over at Arrowhead Pride. Obviously, you can catch Bink on the Arrowhead Pride postgame show on Monday. You're working Christmas Day? Yeah, I am. But he he comes on every postgame, and he always does smell you later. He says smell you later. That's why I had to uh, throw it in there for him. Oh, okay. Every time. That's a postgame response. Only when they win. Only when they win. It's funny when he's talking about the postseason and the way I look at this team because I think if you were trying to be negative, you could make a real argument for – um, does anyone else scared that their number one wide receiver is going to be a rookie and it will be the postseason? And that's a terrifying time to count on a rookie. But there's two things that give me confidence not to worry about it. One, they counted on a handful of rookies last year on the way to a Super Bowl. It seemed like it worked fine once those guys were in those high leverage games. And I take this as a massive compliment to Rasheed Rice and why I think he's going to have a really nice NFL career. There were a bunch of wide receivers that were being told that they're the guy. You're the man. Step up. And they all fell flat. Tony fell flat of those expectations. I didn't care if Sky Moore fell well flat of those expectations. MVS, two years ago, was being talked about that when he came well short of those expectations. This year, when in a moment of desperation, they looked at Rasheed Rice in the face and they said, look, we don't know if you're ready for it or not. You have to be like DeAndre Hopkins. You're going to have to get 10, 11 targets a game, seven, eight catches a game, and we desperately need you to do that for this team to win. And he did not blink. That's why I don't feel like I'm afraid of Rasheed Rice, a rookie in a postseason scenario, is 
he was not he was not afraid of that moment, Bink. I think there's a big thing to be said about that versus normally where I might be a little bit fearful of can a young player like that handle the kind of stage the playoffs bring? I just think about Rasheed Rice. This is why going into the season, I thought he had more pressure on him than Sky Moore the year before because they're counting on him more. It wasn't bringing in big free agents. The only free agent they brought in was Richie James. And he's barely yeah, played. He's barely played. Rasheed Rice was going to be the guy. But he they had, had a to chance the guy. to step up. But and it's none kind of, of those guys did until Rasheed Rice did. It's kind of who they draft and why they draft him. Rasheed Rice was counted on at SMU like Patrick Mahomes was at Texas Tech. That's probably why Patrick, they avoided uh, George Pickens. Patrick Mahomes was everything to that team. They had the 128th ranked scoring defense at that point. There was only 128 Division One teams. There's 133 now. But it's the worst defense in the league. They relied on Mahomes to go out and get a touchdown every time. SMU relied on Rasheed Rice. He had 96 catches. The nearest to him on that team was 38, meaning he went out and did everything. And right now, and we heard this so much, and I hear, hear this in post games. what will Veach do when he drafts skill positions? What can he do? And I know that there's been some lack of success in the past. Rasheed Rice can't be looked upon that way. That's got to be looked upon as a home run pick by Rhett Veach and the Chiefs. He sits number two in the NFL for rookie catches. He sits number three in the NFL in rookie wide receiver uh, yardage. And I'm not including Laporta or Kincaid in this. Not the tight ends, yeah. Just wide just, receivers. Just wide receivers. So, in, in actuality. He's got to rank somewhere near the top they, of touchdowns, too. They, right? they did the seven? right thing. Everybody passed on Puka. And they passed on him countless times. So, yeah, Puka leads the way. But everybody passed on him. But Rasheed Rice right there, number two in wide receiver catches from rookies. So, you look at it and think about it and say, man, maybe Veach did the right thing. By taking Rasheed Rice. That's why I'm so excited about the draft here in Detroit because I feel he's going to get three pass catchers, which is a combination of a tight end, two receivers. So you give him more of a dart. He Dart throw with Rasheed Rice, that was it. It was Friday night. Rasheed Rice, Wanya Morris, the only offensive player selected. They only had three the year before because seven to ten were defensive guys. And they've done a great job picking defensive backs. But what can he do with pass catchers? And Rice gives me hope they can get it right in Detroit, bringing other receivers. I mean, for the text line, 816, for the rest of the year, maybe if they start fearing Rice enough to double-team him, does that open up the door for Travis? Maybe. Look, Travis's life is always going to be hard. Teams are always going to shut him down before a rookie wide receiver who didn't even become their primary target until a month ago. Just remember, up until like a month ago, they were still playing Sky Moore and MVS way more snaps than Rasheed Rice. Look, it looks pretty stupid now, obviously. We thought it was stupid then. But, I mean... It wasn't that long ago. So is it plausible? Sure, it's plausible. Do I actually think that that's will be the way it goes? No. Trash of the day. Binkley, I was told you had a trash of the day prepared for us today in Alex Gold's absence. Is that correct? I do have one prepared for you guys. I, I want to get your opinion on this. Okay. This whole trend of using Google reviews. Yeah, sure. You I, 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 I don't think I review them. anything. I'm the worst. I don't review anything on Google or Angie, yeah. it doesn't matter. I don't ever. You never had a review. good dinner and you feel like, you know what? I'm going to help this this restaurant out. I'm going to give him a good review. I recently gave a plumber who came to my house a good review. Good. Because he specifically nice. asked and he did do a nice job. And I called him about a plumbing issue at like eight o'clock at night on a Thursday. And that man was at my house at 7 a.m. on a Friday. And that problem was fixed by like 830 wow. Friday morning. I'm like, I mean, just based on time alone. You're the winner. I got no complaints. My that wife leaves reviews. I, I I have not. Does she leave good reviews too or just bad? Nor I'm normally, concerned they're just bad. It, it is a mix. Oh, okay. Mix is fine. 
Well, Kate Green with you. played one year for Oklahoma. Well, he started seven games. He's transferring to Missouri. Sure. Right. And Oklahoma fans. Good get for Missouri. Uh, Oklahoma fans are always mad when someone transfers, even though that's the way it is. That's just the way it is. Coaches leave, players transfer, the they hit the portal. And now, until they uh, go back and, because right now you can transfer twice until they uh, change those rules. But they're leaving one-star reviews for Caden Green, who's from Kansas City, by the way. Like, he's staying in state mm. and going to Missouri. He's transferring there. To leave one-star reviews uh, oh, for his dad, who's a state farm insurance agent. That's messed up, dude. Why are you he hurting even, that guy's livelihood? He, he he's anything. even going out here responding, going, stop it. Don't do this because my cho- my son chose to enter the transfer portal on football. You live in Oklahoma and have never done business with my office. This is a really bad look for the Oklahoma fan base. Be better. And he did this yeah. countless times uh, with different reviews. But, man, leave their father's business or mom's business out of the equation. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the play. Players transfer all the time. Look at the transfer portal this year. Ohio State's quarterback's not even playing in the play or in the bowl game. Didn't make the playoffs, but not playing the bowl game because he's tra- Malik's transferring from Texas and they're in the playoffs. Malik Murphy and he's transferring even though they did make the playoffs. Everybody yeah. transfers. Yeah, I, I don't get. It's all college football is the worst at this, and it, you know the fans are passionate and we love it. Bank, you you know this Not as well that, as anybody. Threatening well, people. Well, you know this as well as anybody that college there's college fans can cross the line. There's multiple occasions where college football fans have crossed the line, whether poisoning it be trees. poisoning trees, uh, obviously leaving these one star reviews. Like it's really it's never that deep. And also, oh, it's not like Oklahoma's not getting any transfers. Brevinables is doing fine at acquiring talent. What do they in, think? In the I know portal. Dylan Gabriel's I, I just, gone now, but what, how do they think he got there? Yeah, exactly. The they, yeah, they're not year. going after his his dad or his parents' business at all whatsoever. I mean, Leave him alone, I, I, man. I, I, I never understand it. He's staying in state. He's from Lee Summit North. He's going to Missouri. Re- re- respect the decision. Yeah. Dude, they will say Simply. some mean things yes. to like 17-year-old children. You look but at DMs and message boards. One star for yeah. state farming. It's rude. Come on, man. It's ignorant. Again, they don't seem to they don't seem to have a problem with the players that transfer over to their school. Or exactly doesn't seem, right. doesn't seem like it's a problem when players come on over to Oklahoma. Are they still mad at Lincoln Riley? Probably not. After the I don't know, man. He got a lot of death threats during that time, too. Did you ever sell a second house in Norman? Anybody ever buy that? I don't know, but we were thinking we we it was I don't know if that, I don't think it was on the air. We were We were it, speculating it, off the air because of like, you know, we thought getting the K State transfer is pretty good, right? But yeah. Just feels like it's a weird year two for him already. At Does he lose his house if he ends up losing his job? Because USC basically bought him that house. I mean, I mean, he's that, got that's several. I, mean, I would think so. <laughs> I mean, he'll be able to afford it if not. He'll just Jimbo Fisher his bank account for the rest of his life. He won't care. I'm glad that uh, Kansas State fans, at least as far as we know, did not go after Will Howard uh, and his brother Ryan, who by the way committed to K State yesterday. His his family at all. Well, I think they understood I just, it. I think they understood the quarterback change or whatever, but they're not going after their dad's business. Certain I mean, fan bases are, are, are good. but One star reviews. Come on, man. Just leave the kids' family alone. Man. Leave them alone. I know. I saw him individually responding to every person being like, yeah. please don't do this over. Come on. Like, please don't do this over kid recruiting. People might actually choose me as an insurance agent yeah. based on these reviews. I can't have what you if, just what if, state, what if State Farm just completely backed off any Oklahoma player? Ugh. I mean, why honestly, not? they should back. They should. They should give this kid a nil deal. Absolutely. Just to support. You know, they should put them in a little commercial together 
and give them and a little State NIL. State advertising for the NFL. Yeah, then they help one of their their agents, That's which right. fellow agents will like, and they help the kid out. They help the kid out, which is big. That's it, what they it also do. gives the University of Missouri some good pub. You know, it gives, and in general, it helps solve the problem. Someone says, was it the was it Oklahoma that killed that Longhorn at a frat house? That was Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, same state. Says, yes, different school. Correct. Apparently, we just have beef with the state of Oklahoma Jeez. and both of their state schools. Um, because, yeah, what the hell's going on there? I wish they'd work out to play each other again, like Washington, Washington State are. Letting bygones be bygones. What Oregon State's going to play Oregon, too, I think, down yeah. the road. No uh, at the beginning of the year instead of the end, yeah. I hope that they keep some rivalries alive, but we'll see. As uh, you know, Florida State's looking to soothe her own conference <laughs> to try to get out of their grant of rights deal. So, oh, and Keon Coleman will not play in the bowl game either. So, Florida State will have nobody. I don't blame these players for not playing in the bowl games. They got a lot either. of money riding on the line. I don't blame them at all. Coming up in about fifteen minutes, we'll hear from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. But when we come back. Which version of the Raiders are we getting on Monday? I'll ask Bink that question next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply chiefs kingdom this is mitch holtis and welcome in to the chiefs red half hour on cody and gold every day at 11 30 on your official broadcast partner the chiefs 610 sports radio coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll head out to the podium. We'll hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Straight off of their win. Um, against the New England Patriots. Drew, we do actually need to address something real quick before we talk about which version of the Rays we're getting. You last night at like 10 o'clock sent out a tweet that said... Really weird. I, I didn't. Hold on. Someone from your account did that said... Yeah. You can defend yourself in a moment. The exact tweet was... Nobody was here. It said 10 o'clock at night. And Drew, by the way, texted Nobody me. Was here. He texted me at 1045. So I know for a fact he was awake at 10 o'clock at night. He sent a text that said, screw it. If the Chiefs beat Jake Browning on Monday or next, sorry, next Sunday, I will be a Chiefs fan for all of 2024. I love it. Are you willing to stick with the thing you sent out from your Twitter no. account? No. Hmm. I don't know who, who would do this. I don't know. If it was out there in the bullpen. Well, nobody or, was here. Well, I don't yeah. think someone would hack your account. They would try to be Some, selling like, you know, NFTs or something. If they tried to actually hack you. Nobody was here. I, I'm just saying I, I was, I must've been logged into my account in some way, shape or form because I did not send that out. I promise you. I woke up this morning mm. to notifications and I was like, what is this about? And I saw this tweet and I was like, I did not send this out. I did not tweet anything last Sleepwalking, night. Sleepwalking maybe. I don't know. Something. I, I, I do not think that. I intentionally typed out that tweet. I saw it and I was like, what the hell? Somebody might have scheduled it. I have no I'm I'm making sure here it right now that I wasn't logged in already. I saw it and I was like, what are you doing? Um yeah, so you, you're you were questioning what, it. Honest to God, I thought it was really you. I mean, it <laughs> seemed really? skeptical, but I was like, <laughs> I don't know why Drew's sitting this, but maybe he had a couple too many wine coolers or something. Ten o'clock at night, had <laughs> a few two beers too many, right, Bink? Yeah. You should have asked off. me. I've 
You should have texted me. You should well, just I mean, put, put your phone down. down. I didn't, just put I, it down. I didn't see it at 10 o'clock, so I wasn't sure. I saw it this morning, and I was like, wow, bold of Drew to, you know. Because that thing made it all the way to the morning. It did. You already you deleted it? Yes. Didn't leave it up, huh? I, I should have mm-hmm. quoted it with, I don't know who did this, but it was not me. That's what? usually what Carrington does every time somebody gets his. A shout out to you, your boy KGB on uh, Twitter tweeted at me and you. Okay. And it's got Antonio uh-huh. Pierce. I don't know if he said this or not. I assume he did because he has that uh, bottle of water for the Raiders, you know, right in front of him. He says, we saw the ring around the Perosi play last year. That's cool. Best way to stop a trick play is to what? Hit him in the mouth, Raiders coach Antonio Pierce. I don't know if he said this or not. They 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 played the Chiefs before, and the Chiefs have absolute ownership over the Raiders. Ring around the Rosie play, people can get as mad as they want about that. That actually worked because when the Chiefs got stopped circling, the defense looked confused. Yeah, I mean that is a total timeout play because you're sitting there going, "All right, where's Mahomes? Where's Kelsey?" Where's their star players? You don't know where they're at because they're doing the ring around the rosy. You don't know where they stop. It's actually a brilliant play. Somebody heard that I that I you guys are going to do the Who Day chant, and they're like, you know what? I'm going to schedule a tweet. Going to fire off a tweet from Drew's account. I'm I'm going to question Q. Whenever he comes in today, I will question. Ten o'clock him. is a is a great time to send it because you're like, well, no one was here. Yeah, no one is here. So it's like they would have had to schedule it, not just send it I because there wasn't someone it. in the building at that. I didn't time, know you so. could do that. Can you schedule things still? Yeah, a tweet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you can schedule stuff. I thought you had to use Tweet Deck or whatever. I use Tweet. Well, yeah, I made sure to change which, the password and everything, so ain't nobody getting in. What's I it mean, called? A tweet? Because it's called X now. So, what's is it still a tweet? Yes. I, think tech, far, I, I don't no, know what the technical. I, I think it's called an X. an X or something. I think it's called a post. As simple as that. I, I think it's what it's called. I have not I switched. Know. I will probably call it Twitter and Sandstone till the day I die. But it's a tweet. Right? I'm holding tweet. on strong in that department. Yes. And I won't hold there. So, which version of the Raiders are we getting? Are we getting the 63-point absolutely poured on last week, Raiders? Are we getting the zero-point effort they had in the week before? Because something tells me they got a little bit of confidence from there. But if they so much a struggle for even a quarter in this game, they're not. They're far. I think they're far more likely to score zero in this game than they are 63. like Or even just 30 points. The Raiders' offense cannot possibly sustain this multiple weeks in a row. I don't care if Josh Jacobs is coming back. I don't care if Devontae Adams has a good game or Aiden O'Connell is playing better. This team is not scoring the most points the Chiefs have let up all season, which is 27, by the way, or anywhere close to it this weekend, right? They got Brandon Staley fired. That team quit on Brandon Staley. It's why they should have kept him as head coach, to be honest with you, because you don't want an Antonio Pierce-type situation where the interim coach finds a way to inspire him to win. Chiefs versus the Raiders, 11-1 in the last 12, 16-2 in the last 18, Last 21, the Chiefs are 18-3 and three against the Raiders. And, oh, by the way, they've never lost in Las Vegas. Yeah, they have one here at Arrowhead, and they have paid for it because um, the Chiefs remember things. And so to complain about what the Chiefs do is ridiculous because every team does what the Chiefs do. You watch college football on any Saturday, you'll see stuff the Chiefs have been doing. Of course. Look, the entire, the entire industry adjusted to their shovel passes near the goal line. And you'll see people doing the single wing now. Yeah, sure. And they'll they'll run wrinkles off of it. I don't think that's the case, but like for the Raiders, they might have made a, a crucial mistake one time, as in Patrick Holmes might hate them the most in his entire career because of that bus trip. The second they did that, the second they took their little bus joyride around Arrowhead Stadium. Which is complete disrespect. The they stood on the logo. It's that Antonio. Does he even remember mm-hmm. the stuff? He wasn't there. I don't know. Look, Antonio Pierce has done a nice job. I still don't think they're going to give him the job. 
I could be wrong, but I still don't think they'll give him the job. He's done fine. But, I mean, that was an anomaly. They ran – I any offense – I'll say this. Any offense that is capable of putting up 63 in a game should scare you for an individual game perspective. You're like, ooh, okay, you're capable of throwing 63 on the board. I'm not, I'm not going to ignore that. It should have been up 17 to nothing on you. That's impressive. But if you take away that game – and I know that you don't get to take away game, but, I mean, if you take away that game, the Raiders' offense is nowhere close to that number. They have 63 points in a single game. And do, what do you think? You think they got more points per game than the Kansas City Chiefs this year? Do you think that they've got? No. They are still, after that game, after scoring 63 in a game bank, the Las Vegas Raiders still only average 18.9 points per game. That's that good was for 24th in the league. Triple their normal average. So, yeah, dude. If the Chiefs scored 63 points this weekend, they would go from the, the tied for 10th, or I think that's where I, they were the last time I looked. They go from tied from 10th to like 6th, 7th. <laughs> Jump up some spots. They're 29th in total offense, 32nd in running offense, 22nd in passing offense, 24th in points per game. I, I just don't believe that Aiden O'Connell is going to be able to do what he did in that first matchup, and also they only scored 17 points in the matchup. So I, I think it's definitely going to be more of the zero point. Uh, These Las are their outings in the games, in the four games leading up to their 63 point outing against a team in the Chargers that had quit on their coach. I mean, let's just be straight up. They quit on Brandon Staley yep. that day. They 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 were done. They were done playing for that man, and they were never going to play for that man ever again. And the they Raiders had, benefited. They had quit on Brandon Staley. Before that, they scored zero in a three nothing loss to the Vikings. Seventeen in a fourteen point loss to the Chiefs. Thirteen in a loss to Miami, and sixteen in a win against the New York Jets. This is a bad offense. They have only scored more than twenty. Hold on, I can do this math real quick. More than twenty, the Raiders have scored. Still at zero, still at zero, one, uh, still at one, two, hold on, give me a second, three times this season, 20. They've only gotten to 20 three times this year. And I know we can point at the Chiefs, and their answer is probably only five or six. I haven't looked at their totals, but it's probably not far from that. But consistently, consistency-wise, they score way better than that. That thing's an anomaly. They don't scare me at all. Should they? I mean, the this goes back to the divisional at. dominance thing. The Raiders don't scare me. The only thing they're good at It's the only thing they're good at. Fewest penalties in the NFL, which is crazy to think the Raiders team is the fewest penalties in the NFL. If you grew and up in the 90s. Against the yeah. Chiefs. Remember, they, they, they had none against the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, that might be one of the reasons why they had the fewest in the NFL. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Plus, Rasheed Rice is speaking to the media today. We might hear from him as well. We'll do that next here on Cody and Gold.